Welcome to episode two of the Devil's Talking Potters. I'm Dominic Stern. No Bobby this episode. In this episode, I'm just going to recap the first spring training game that went down today. It wasn't nationally televised, but I was able to attend the game because I'm out here in Phoenix at Arizona State from the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and Mass Communications. And the Padres played very well, got a nice 7-2 victory over the Milwaukee Brewers. Granted, neither team really played that much major league starting talent, but a win is a win nonetheless, even though it is spring training, doesn't really matter. But figured I'd just recap it for you guys because I was there, and this is an easy way for you to get a recap on the game. A brief recap of this game before I go into it very deep is that the Padres started off the game with two runs in the top of the first, so they jumped out on top of their opponents. Always a good sign. Started off with Grisham getting a single followed up by Myers, and then scored on some walks. It was very good to see some play discipline from the Padres. Followed it up in the second with another run. Once again, more encouragement from guys that you know could make some major league impact. Juan Lagares beat out a ground ball. He got on base. That's not really what he was brought onto the team to do. He was brought onto the team to play well on the field. To see him get on base and end up scoring a run was very nice to see. However, Zach Davies only pitched two innings, which is fine. You know, in spring training, trying to ease him into things. Two very solid innings. But they brought in Michel Baez, who a lot of people expect to be on the Major League Club. And he pitched okay, allowed two base runners. One of them was a home run. It wasn't a very good pitch. Dude crushed the ball in the left center field. Wasn't exactly ideal. Ronnie Rodriguez is not a guy that you're probably going to see for the Brewers much this year, considering the fact that Luis Urias and Kesson Huria are going to be playing second base. Rodriguez not going to be a guy up there, so you don't want to see Baez giving up a home run to a guy like that. But after that, the Padres pitching staff settled in. The hitting didn't really do much, but Perdomo threw a scoreless inning. Pierce Johnson threw a scoreless inning. Both those guys got two strikeouts in an inning. Very, very impressive stuff. Perdomo did allow a hit, though. It was a sinking line drive that was almost caught. It's not too much of an issue. Javi Guerra, who was very disappointing last year, pitched a scoreless inning, got a strikeout on a nice backdoor off-speed pitch. And then Travis Radke came in and pitched the eighth inning, allowed an opposite field home run, which, you know, once again, isn't ideal. Radke's trying to compete for a spot. It's not going to help him, but he did have two strikeouts. So... He did a good job, but you know, once again, want to try and limit the home run. And then Gerardo Reyes came in, got a very lucky strike three call on a pitch. They hit a batter, but he went around and was then called out. But he did get the other two batters out in a normal fashion, so that was good to see Gerardo Reyes pitch pretty well because accuracy was his problem last year. But overall... A very encouraging performance from the Padres. Only three hits. When you allow two runs, and they're only on solo home runs, that is the best way to allow runs. Obviously, you don't want to allow runs. But if you're going to allow a run, the best way to allow a run is a solo home run because that way you're not allowing multiple base runners on. It is the shortest way to give up a run, and it is the best way to give up a run. Even though, once again, you don't want to see that. It's still the best way. Couple of key performers, you know, Grisham hit the ball hard in all three of his plate appearances. 
was only fortunate to get it through one time. Same with Will Myers, was only able to get one hit, but he hit the ball hard. Those are two guys that the Padres need to hit the ball well for a 2020 successful season because they're probably going to be the two starting outfielders. Bobby and I highlighted the outfielders in episode one if you missed that. We both think Risham's going to start in center. I think Myers is going to end up playing in right. So that looked good. Ty France, very tough day. Struck out on both of his at-bats. You know, he's competing for a spot on the roster again. Padres did bring in Brian Dozier today, though, so that likely hurt his chances. Gordon Beckham drew two walks. So he's a very veteran guy. Not going to make the Padres opening day roster, but... If he can provide veteran presence and if he can continue to show good plate discipline, help out the younger Padres, that's a win for the Padres in their book. And then Jake Cronenworth, he drove in a run, but he did strike out and left three guys on base. Wasn't a great game for Cronenworth. Once again, another guy that's likely going to be impacted by the signing of Brian Dozier. But he looked good. Saw him warming up. He's a very skinny guy. Not that's a bad thing, but he's very skinny. I figured I'd point that out for you. His role, if he does end up making the Potters, is likely going to be as a pitcher. It's going to be interesting to see how Preller and Tingler manage his innings, both pitching and hitting-wise. Hedges, once again, didn't have a very good day at the plate. Called a good game. He caught the first five innings of the game. So only his pitchers only allowed one run. He did a good job calling the game, but two bad strikeouts and a decently hard hit ground ball to the shortstop. Esteban Quiroz, he walked once, otherwise struck out in his other two at-bats. When he walked, he got pinch ran for by Owen Miller, who got caught stealing. Obviously, that's not ideal, but Owen's just trying to uh, show his versatility by showing that he can steal bases, and then he he hit the ball hard in his lone at-bat. Like I said earlier, Juan Lagares did end up getting on base. was an infield single. Tough play for the third baseman, Urseg, who ended up playing the whole game for the Brewers. But if Lagares can get on base, he's a chance to make the opening day roster. I'd say it's slim, but there's definitely a chance. And then subs came in. For the Padres, Bravik Valera, the uh, recently acquired Padre via waivers, he drew a nice walk. That's about it. You know, a lot of these guys get very limited playing time for it. Taylor Tremel struck out in his first at bat, drew a full count, which is good. One of his best assets is his ability to work the count. He has very good play discipline, along with Trent Grisham. And in his second at-bat, drove a ball down the right field line. was the closest the Potters got to hitting a home run today. Uh, one hop the wall. He looked like he was. He thought he got all of it. Um, unfortunately, he did not. But he still got to display his speed. And right after him, Edward Olivares, line drive single over the shortstop's head. The 2-3-4 and four combo all drove in guys for the Padres, which is good because those are all young guys. The way I would evaluate this performance for the Padres was the pitching staff looked very good. It looked very good. 
And the young guys played well late in the game. Scored two runs in the eighth, two runs in the ninth. Highlighted by the Trammel olivares vosler inning. Not to mention Gabriel or Gabriel Arias. Had a nice little single, ended up scoring a run. He's a dude that is in a tough spot because he played extremely well in single A last year. But he plays shortstop, which is the position of Fernando Tatis Jr., arguably the Padres' best player. So Arias doesn't really have a spot. But the better he plays, the more impressive he will be to A.J. Preller. Maybe use him as trade value at the trade deadline this year if the Potters are in a position. Or if he keeps playing well, he could be a potential second baseman in the future. The Potters want that to be C.J. Abrams, but Arias is definitely a very, very good prospect. But this was definitely an encouraging performance. Potters looked pretty solid all day. Did go from the third inning to the seventh inning without scoring any runs, but that's fine because they did score runs in four out of the nine innings. That's almost half. That's normally a good performance and a good sign. Pitching staff, like I said, pitched very well. But moving forward, I think this is a game that the Padres can definitely grow off of. Taylor Tremel, Edward Olivares, two of the best prospects in the system, playing in the outfield together. I feel like they can develop some chemistry Weren't a whole lot of hard hit balls from the Brewers. Like I mentioned, there was a decent amount of strikeouts for the Padres today. They tallied 11 strikeouts. But another thing that the Padres should be concerned about is they struck out 14 times today. It's never ideal. 14 of the 27 outs were free outs. Not pulling the ball in play, not making the Brewers make plays in the field. But still. Encouraging results, Padres hit the ball decently well. Another thing is the Brewers didn't really hit the ball very hard today. A lot of weak ground outs, a lot of strikeouts like I already mentioned. It was an encouraging performance for the Padres. And the Padres debuted their brown spring training uniforms, which had the gold SD logo on them with their tan goldish pants. I don't know what I don't even know what color to call them. And they looked very good. I would love to watch every single game in these uniforms, but our new uniforms are very beautiful as well, so I don't think we're losing anything when it comes to that. I'm very excited to watch this team play once games actually are televised because I can't go to every game. But today I got to experience the American Family Fields of Phoenix, which is where the Milwaukee Brewers play. And being at the downtown campus here in Arizona State, I don't have access to a lot of the stadiums because they're spaced out throughout Phoenix. This one is the only one in the city limits of Phoenix, so I was able to attend this game, and it was a cool experience. I got there before we got to go into the stadium, got to watch a few brewers throwing bullpens, hitting in the cages, and then I finally got to go down, and the nets extend all the way down to each bullpen, and this is extremely unfortunate because a lot of people go to spring training for the accessibility for player autographs and stuff, and at this venue, you don't necessarily have that because you can't really get autographs. However, there was one little window right next to the dugout where like media and like the crew all walked down. 
and I was there early enough to get there first in line, and I got a few autographs there. I went to the team store beforehand and bought a 2020 Arizona Cactus League pennant, and I got about seven Padres and our wonderful third base coach, Glenn Hoffman, to sign my pennant. So if you ever come out here for a Padres game and you're looking for that fan experience at a spring training game, this is probably not the place for you because not a lot of accessibility to the players. However, when players are leaving, you did get to stand by the railing where they all walk by because it's weird. They walk up a staircase behind the bullpen and it leads them right to the clubhouse, and you can stand right there. And a few players were signing. Austin Hedges, Ty France, Taylor Trammell, Owen Miller, a couple guys like that were signing. And I got a couple more autographs there. But this is not a great ballpark for autographs, if that's what you come here for. However, this is a very small stadium. Only seats about 10,000 people. Weren't a lot of people. So I, I got to walk down and sit in like the eighth row despite buying the lawn seats. And this is cool because it offers a cheap experience, but you can end up being really close because security didn't care. They knew that there weren't a lot of people there. You just walk up, buy your seats. That's what I did. And it was cool. There was a lot of Padre fans there. You know, in the late innings when the Padres were starting to score some runs, I started a few Let's Go Padres chants, you know, you got to make the most out of your experience for everything. Some people might find that annoying. Some people love it. And I enjoy watching my team play. And that's a way that I can make the most out of my experience. This place was cool. Very close. Very small. Food wasn't terribly priced. I wouldn't recommend necessarily going there. But if you can't make your way out to Peoria, that's certainly an option. If you're just trying to go to baseball games. Looking ahead to this next week of Padres spring training, on Monday, the Padres travel to the Kansas City Royals in Surprise, Arizona, which is just a little north of Peoria. So if you're staying near the Peoria area on a spring training trip, it's actually rather convenient for you. This game, as far as we know, Cal Quantrill is starting, hasn't officially been announced by the Padres. He pitched a shortened bullpen on Saturday because the game was canceled starting this Monday. This game is not going to be televised, but you can listen to it on MLB.com. Tuesday, Joey Lucchese will be starting against the Oakland Athletics. This is a game in Peoria. will be televised, so this is the first televised game of spring training for the Padres. First chance for people to get a new look at the team who haven't been able to make it out here. It will also be broadcasting on 97.3 The Fan. Wednesday's game is at home in Peoria against the Cleveland Indians. So this is a possible Fran Mill reunion. Game will be televised on Fox Sports San Diego, 12 o'clock Pacific time. Chris Paddock will be pitching this one. For Thursday, they travel to Tempe to face the Los Angeles Angels at 12 o'clock Pacific time. This game will be on Fox Sports San Diego and will be on MLB.com. Friday's game is going to be in Peoria against the Cubs. This is a night game. First pitch, 540 Pacific time. Not going to be televised. Will be on 97.3 The Fan. And then Saturday's game, 
probably see a lot more people out of this one. This is against the Reds. This game will be played in Goodyear, Arizona. First pitch, 12-5, will be on TV, Fox Sports San Diego, and on 97.3, the fans, so you can listen to Uncle Ted. And that's going to wrap up this episode of the Devils Talking Padres. Future episodes will be longer as we'll have more content to talk about, but I figured I'd talk about the game that I was at. Bobby will be on future episodes as well. This is Dominic Stern signing off from the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and Mass Communications. This has been the Devils Talking Padres.